Welcome to Mexico Unexplained, where we will explore the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. This series presents information based partly on theory and conjecture. The podcaster's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the subjects we will examine. Here is your host, Robert Bitto. Welcome, and muy bienvenidos to episode number 95 of Mexico Unexplained, where we examine the magic, the mysteries, and the miracles of Mexico. I'm your host, Robert Bitto. In the beginnings of their 16,000-mile honeymoon adventure, California natives Dana and Ginger Lamb made it to the state of Jalisco in western Mexico. The year was 1933. A little over an hour west of Guadalajara was the sleepy town of Teochitlan. The two knew they were in a special place. The town's name was a Spanish corruption of the native name for the place Teotztitlan, which means, in the Nahuatl language of the Aztecs, the place dedicated to divine forces, or where the gods are revered. Just outside of town was a vast, low-lying, ruined city, overgrown with brush and trees. The Lambs had heard of this place, first described to the outside world in an obscure publication by British traveler Adela Breton in the 1890s, but no one knew very much about it. Locals would come and take the stones away for building in town or for other uses in the country. They called this area Huachimontones, which combines two words, Huachis, a native word for a type of small willowy tree, and Montones, which means a lot in Spanish. The lambs were so fascinated by this little-known place that they mentioned it in their 1938 book titled Enchanted Vagabonds, which was one of the most-read non-fiction books of their day. Dana and Ginger Lamb continued on their honeymoon adventure, and Guachimontones remained a mere footnote in travel logs and tourist brochures until the early 1970s when more outside attention was drawn to the site, especially the city's most curious features, the circular pyramids dominating the site found nowhere else in the world. Archaeologists initially believed that Huachimontones was an Aztec outpost or perhaps belonged to an early Tarascan kingdom. As excavations began in earnest in the 1970s, Huachimontones distinguished itself as being part of a previously unknown culture, soon dubbed the Teochitlan tradition. The people who occupied the city and surrounding areas have loosely been linked to similar civilizations more to the west in the present-day Mexican state of Nayarit. The people to the west also had circular buildings and plazas and shared some of the same ceramic traditions, as well as a custom of burying the dead in shaft tombs. But Huachimontones stands out because it is the home of circular stepped pyramids, which are unknown in other parts of Mesoamerica and are perhaps unique in the world. Archaeologists are still trying to put together the formal story of the Teochitlan tradition, but over the past 20 years, much has been learned about the lost city of the strange round pyramids and the society that built it. Occupation at the site of Huachimontones began around 350 BC and may have lasted until about 480 
Archaeologists believe that the western Mexican Teuchitlan tradition lasted from about 400 BC to around 900 AD and may have declined about the time when Tarascan kingdoms began to influence the area from the east. At its height, around 1,800 years ago, Huachimontones most likely had a population of around 40,000, which made it a very important civic ceremonial site in the region. Fifteen smaller satellite towns in the area have been identified from the air, exhibiting the characteristic circular architecture found at Huachimontones. Settlements from Huachimontones proper may have extended a full kilometer from the central part of the city, even going so far as Lake La Vega, where evidence of ancient chinampas, or floating gardens, has been found. The main city of Huachimontones was dominated by monumental architecture, primarily divided into individual circular complexes. There are ten such circular complexes following the same architectural formula. Each complex has at its center a circular pyramid. An elevated circular patio surrounds the pyramid. A circular sidewalk surrounds the patio, and on this sidewalk there are between 8 and 12 rectangular platforms. Tombs exist under some of the platforms. The stone platforms once had buildings on them made of perishable materials, which may have served as residences of the elites or for ceremonial functions. In the Teuchitlan tradition, there exists an overabundance of clay figurines which serve as a chronicle of daily life in the area in ancient times. In some of these figurines, which were assembled into scenes, we can see the types of wooden and straw buildings with large roofs that may have surrounded the pyramids on the circular sidewalks. In addition to the ten circular complexes dominated by circular pyramids, at Huachimontones there are also four large rectangular plazas and two ball courts in which the ancient Mesoamerican ball game was played. The ball court located between the two largest circular complexes is one of the largest such playing fields in all of western Mexico. The biggest structure at the site is the circular pyramid found at what archaeologists call Circle 2. It stands over 60 feet tall, with sweeping views of the surrounding terrain and of Lake La Vega, and includes 13 terraces leading up to a top altar with an additional four terraces. The circular pyramids and many of the other larger structures in the city were finished with lime and painted an orange-red terracotta color. Many of the surfaces were decorated with geometrical designs or rudimentary pictographs. There is no evidence that the ancient people of Huachimontones or the inhabitants of the other sites of the Teochitlan tradition had a written language. The many unearthed figurines also give archaeologists some ideas about rituals practiced at Huachimontones. A common figurine features the Danza de Cadenas, or chain dance, a ritual dance still in practice in some parts of Mexico at the time of the Spanish conquest. The dance was usually comprised of all men or all women dancing as a group, arms interlocked and moving in a circular motion. The centuries-old figurines depicting this dance are very reminiscent of the modern-day Mexican clay craft sold to tourists called Circle of Friends. 
Some archaeologists believe that the Danza de Cadenas included hundreds of people locked in arms dancing in ritualistic fashion around the circular pyramids at Huachimontones. Another ritual found in the figurines and supported by the deep holes in the centers of each pyramid was the Voladores dance. This dance is performed for thousands of tourists in Mexico today. Performers climb to the top of a tall pole, tether themselves to the top of that pole, and then jump, flying around the pole in a circular motion. In the figurines, sometimes priests are depicted lying on top of that pole with arms and legs outstretched to imitate a flying bird. It's clear that the flying rituals connected with the poles at the centers of the pyramids date back to the very early days of this city, as excavations at the main pyramid at Huachimontones show a shaft for the Voladores pole in each of the four layers of the pyramid in each of the four stages of its building. The emphasis on the circular designs at Huachimontones has led some archaeologists and Mesoamerican cultural historians to believe that the site was a ritual center devoted to the ancient Mexican god of the wind, known to the Aztecs as Ejecatl. Although the Aztec Empire came to dominate Mexico about a thousand years after the demise of Huachimontones, Many later beliefs throughout ancient Mexico have their foundations in earlier cultures. Following is a basic description of the god Ehecatl, as per Wikipedia. Quote, Ehecatl is a pre-Columbian deity associated with the wind, who features in Aztec mythology and the mythologies of other cultures from the central Mexico region of Mesoamerica. He is most usually interpreted as the aspect of the feathered serpent deity, Quetzalcoatl, in Aztec and other Nahuatl cultures, as a god of wind, and is therefore also known as Ehecatl Quetzalcoatl. Ehecatl also figures prominently as one of the creator gods and culture heroes in the mythical creation accounts documented for pre-Columbian Central Mexican cultures. Since wind blows in all directions, Ehecatl was associated with all the cardinal directions. His temple was built as a cylinder in order to reduce the air resistance, and was sometimes portrayed with two protruding masks through which the wind blew. The main circular pyramid at Huachimontones has four staircases to its top, corresponding to the four cardinal directions. The association with the Mesoamerican wind god is not irrefutable, but it is strong here. As there is no writing system at the site or murals or public art illustrating a mythology, archaeologists can only make educated guesses as to the real ceremonial focus of this place. Although mentioned briefly here and there, and largely unknown to even the most seasoned archaeologists specializing in ancient Mexico, It was only in the early 1970s that serious investigations began at Huachimontones. At that time, the city was overgrown and in utter ruin, with many monuments either destroyed by time and the elements, or by looters and those seeking building materials. American archaeologist Phil Weigand and his Mexican wife, art historian Celia Garcia, were the first to map and thoroughly study this site throughout the 1970s. 
During one of their investigations, Garcia discovered a huge obsidian workshop, which meant that Huachimontones was probably a commercial center and a trade hub in addition to being a place of ceremony. The Weigand-Garcia duo enlisted the support of archaeologists and archaeology students from the Colegio de Michoacán to begin the first formal excavations of the site. Throughout the 1970s and 1980s, Huachimontones had no formal protection from the state or national governments, and as word spread of the finds at this site, looters descended on the ruins. Intact, sophisticated art objects made of clay and obsidian began making their ways into private collections in the United States, Europe, and Japan. By the time that formal protection was given to the area in the late 1990s, there was already great damage done to Huachimontones. Here is an excerpt from the field diary of an American archaeologist named Chris Beekman, who spent 10 months at the site in four different field sessions. Part of his December 1999 diary reads, The enormous looter's trench into the central pyramid has been filled in, requiring 10 weeks of work, an average of 10 laborers working six days a week for eight hours a day to fill in a void in the pyramid center, which had taken out eight to 10,000 cubic meters of fill, approximately one-fourth of the structure's bulk. We used wheelbarrows and had all the fill at hand, end quote. Mexican archaeologist Efrain Cárdenas of the Colegio de Michoacán has been supervising most of the digs at Huachimontones since 1998. Looting has decreased there, although the site was put on the United Nations World Monuments Watch List of the 100 Most Endangered Sites in 2008. With more formal excavations and other research, a picture of what went on at Guachimontones in ancient times is becoming clearer and clearer. Most of the site remains unexcavated, and the main ruins are still not very well known to tourists. There is a lot left to develop, discover, and learn about this place. What has been called the Teuchitlan tradition may be reclassified by archaeologists sometime in the near future as a distinct civilization with the gigantic circular pyramids at the center of Huachimontones as its focal point. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained. Remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on Twitter. Tell your friends by sharing these shows with others. Please go to our website, MexicoUnexplained.com, for references, illustrations, and for free access to transcripts of past shows. Please visit Amazon.com to purchase the book, Mexico Unexplained, to get a hard copy of The Magic, The Mysteries, and The Miracles of Mexico. We appreciate your kind attention once again. Until next time, thank you and gracias. Thank you for listening to another episode of Mexico Unexplained with host Robert Bitto. For show summary, relevant links and commentary, please check out our website at MexicoUnexplained.com. Like us on Facebook and be a part of the conversation. Adios and hasta la vista. <laughs>